was a dumbass. Stupid. Makes me <laughs> It's Cross Culture. You know how we like to start. Hey. 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 I don't like that. Of course, it's fancy. I'm not for everybody. It's what? Cross Culture. It's what? Cross culture. Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. Cross culture. Hey you guys, how you guys doing today? My name is Damio. And I am Erica Mona. And this is Cross Culture. How you guys doing? Another episode. Yes, guys, another one in the books. Mm. <sighs> How you guys? <coughs> How you feeling? I feel okay, actually. I'm actually feeling good, even though it's one forty-eight a.m. Oh, I was gonna be like, "Oh, are we pretending for the time?" No, we're not gonna say when we're recording it, but the time is one forty-eight a.m. and I am okay, actually. What floor did you say? It's getting late. No one's supposed to be here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to, you know, continue. No, it's okay. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember the song, though. It's getting mm, Okay, late. I remember. No one's supposed to be mm-hmm. here. Kissing, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last from the past. <laughs> Wow. But apparently we are here. Even though it's late. Thank God. And the audience is here too. Giving you content at all hours. Okay. How are you feeling though? Any highlights? Any tips? Any updates? Any beautiful news you want to share with us? Good news? Bad Mm. news? Whatever news? Well then, if I was to think, I would just say, thank God for life. Amen. Alhamdulillah. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. (laughs) Alhamdulillah. <laughs> but what's me or that one? I do? It's just sound effects. It's sound effects. You add to it. <laughs> okay. Did it or did it not add to it? It did. It did. Eh, it did. Exactly. Sound effects. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, we thank God for life. We thank God for opportunity. Yes. I don't have anything spectacular to add. Just know that I'm there. Amen, though. No, quite frankly, that's okay. Abby? That alone is a testimony. That's it. That's all. Because in this age that we live in, where people are dying left and right. Left, right, center. I, I had someone telling me, she's a nurse. She said, you know, she's a nursing, nursing school. She said they had a patient coming. He was driving on Lakeshore. Mm. Straight bullets. Straight bullets. Then that should be my Hit him in the ear, went, went to one side, came to the other. Damn. Luckily, it didn't hit his brain. Whoa. He survived. Damn. Regular 22-year-old boy driving, no history of gang or whatever. Ha. Damn, that's scary. In this Chicago. That's really scary. That we drive Lakeshore every day. That's how I be scared. I'm telling you. It used to be a moment where it's like, damn, people be driving every other day. Someone gets shot on the highway. Girl, now I'm like, I used, you know, I feel like the Nigerian me, like, we, 
even if you live in Nigeria, been in Nigeria, you know, like it's a culture to press the what's it called? It's beep 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 beep. The horn. As in, you're driving yeah. slow, you're driving fast. Beep yeah. beep beep. We press it. Beep beep beep. Yeah. So it's it's so in me. So I'm just like, please relax. I'm telling myself. Stop pressing the BBB because you never know who you encounter. No, for real. That will be upset that you're pressing the horn for no reason. For real. I'm not pressing the for horn no reason, but I'm like, if you're driving so, so I'm trying to tap it light, like, beep, beep, like, come on, G. You got to move a little bit faster. Not tap the light. Like, you know, like a little, but it's just like, people have crazy road rage. Or you no, don't know people what people are going through. People are quick to pull out their guns. May we not be caught in the crossfire. Amen. May we not be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Amen. Ah. But that's a good testimony you give. For me, my highlights, you know what? I've been working out, working out three weeks straight. Ooh. My legs are strong. Yeah. I was, what was I? Was I dancing or bending down? I was like, whoa. You felt I'm it. I'm not sweating. I'm not like painting like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, on my knee, my leg. I'm like, I, you know, when you, just, when you feel the results of your yeah, working out. Yeah, work it out. I'm like, oh, okay. My leg, because I do a lot of squats too, uh-huh. you know. So I'm just like, oh, okay. So that felt good. That made me smile. Like, it's not in vain. Like you, saw, you felt the muscle activating. Exactly, it's not in vain. So That's I true. try to work out four to five times a week. Okay, you know, no matter how smart, try to do something. Yeah, that's over the recommended. I mean, you know, like come on, you know. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. As in, no, I'm just talking shit before that showed. <laughs> No, that's good. All jokes aside, all jokes aside. Good job. Thank you very much. But as we like to say, you guys try to take in a moment of joy, small happiness, then I make you smile, pay attention, because life be going by so fast. Don't it, don't. I mean, because we are in... Are we not in May already? Days are long, weeks are fast. We're in May? Yeah. Damn near halfway through the year. Before then you we know just it, happy new year. I'm going to be 30 before you know it. Damn. And then from there, tomorrow my half birthday actually. Oh wow, really? Yeah, it sure is. Four thirty. That's my half birthday. Damn. What are we doing for my half birthday? <laughs> <laughs> that night it was laughable. <laughs> it's, damn, she cracking up. I'm sorry. I'm just Whoa. <laughs> I'm, the fact that you said I'm cracking up made me crack up more. Girl, you say, say what you want for your half birthday. What do you want to do? Turn up. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's turn up now. Come on. I'm awake. Come on. I'm bubbling. Let's turn up. Whoa. We ain't got, we ain't got no whatever, but let's turn up in the spirits. True, true, true. Hell no. Close to 30. Where? We thank God for life. Mm. As you said. That Every you made day. it to 29 and a half. As in, yes, six months past 29. It's a miracle. Six months to go. Because people say in Chicago, that's, you know, in Chicago, they don't expect to meet 18, 21, 25 years. That's old. never been my ministry. I, I know. <laughs> no, for real. People be saying that shit. I be like, yeah, like, I can't relate. Life rough. I'm like, I cannot relate. I'm like, <sighs> no, but it's crazy, though. But in this same Chicago, some people have that mindset. They do. I'm like, damn, I made it to 21. Some of that shit don't be warranted. People, motherfuckers be wanting to be mobsters all their life. It's I like, thought that just happened in Cali, G. Yeah, it's like... I thought that just happened in... What's that neighborhood in Cali? Compton? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> California love. Okay. I'm like, oh, I thought that was just in Compton. Because I used to watch this gang, you know. I don't remember Gangland. 
I remember that show. I used to watch that shit like crazy. So Damn, I just thought really? like, yeah, because I'm just so, the concept of American gangs is interesting mm. to me. Because how they be riding hard for blocks, mm. block upon block. I'd be like, I'm like, it's too many streets away. Yeah, we're hiding for these streets. <laughs> this person cannot come to the next street that literally of five, you know, like a two minute walk. You yep. know, so that concept, I'm just like, I, you know, I was always so interested in it. Um, but yes, you made it to almost 30. <sighs> we good helped. Hey, man. Okay. That's a blessing. What's good, though? Anyway, well, let's get into it. What are we doing today, Dami? Guys, this week we have a topic of the week. That was the song I did last time, right? I believe so. Not bad. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Okay. Don't do so much. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, guys, this topic this week, we were thinking like the origin of cross culture is being cross cultured. Okay. And part of that is being an immigrant. Mm. So this week, we are going to talk about our immigration stories. Okay. Interesting. So, Erica. When did you migrate to the United States? Ah, hmm. that's a loaded question because I believe I migrated different times. Mm. Okay. So the first time I migrated was 18 months. Oh, 18 months old. Yes. Okay. With my mother, my father already. So my, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, so my biological father mm. lived here. So we moved here 18 months and we were here till I was five, but not in Chicago, like Rhode Island and mm-hmm. New York and then Chicago. So you were born in Nigeria. I was then. born in Nigeria. Absolutely. Okay. Um, then after then I moved to Nigeria, not my mom, just myself to live with my grandmother. And I came back at the age of 13. Then that was my feel, my first, like my real, I'll say conscious, like, okay, I realize I'm here mm-hmm. 13 years old, really immersed in the system. In education system, the culture, everything. So at the age of 13 is when I migrated to Chicago and I went to high school here from Nigeria. What about you? I didn't even know you were born. I thought you were born in America and then moved back. Girl, I was born in Akura. Oh. Girl, I was born in Akura. You used to try to shame me for being an immigrant. How did I shame you? Because you would tell me, oh, I'm a citizen and you're not. I thought it was because you're a natural born citizen. I mean, naturalization because my parents are citizens, but I was not born in. I thought you were. I mean, don't be upset that I got my senses before no, you. No, I'm just Come on, no jealousy, baby. Come on. Wow. All those years you, you shame me. You felt inferior. Did I make you feel one kind? You know that's your style. <laughs> <laughs> what is my style? Jesus Christ. What is my style? <laughs> the way we be teasing each other is hilarious. G. It's so crazy. What? Please, please. What's my style? To inferior us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was something you internally felt by yourself. No. Wasn't I there for you during your your, your graduation you. of your Yes, I invited you. Getting, but I was there for you. Thank you. Not. Wasn't I there for you? It still don't guess that you <laughs> shamed me. Why did I shame you? Don't you know? Why did I shame you? Anyway, some people will listen to this and know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well when what about you? When did you migrate to this? Um yes. Okay, because I feel like you have different migration stories as well, mm-hmm. no? So I guess what was was Niger to whatever. I was never states. in Nigeria. That was never my origin story. True. Okay. I, I was born in Lisbon, Portugal. What hospital? Because I, uh, I want to verify it. Really? I mean, I have my birth certificate. Okay. I was born in Lisbon, Portugal, um, due to the nature of my father's job. 
they call me the posh baby. Because <laughs> I was born in the land of the white men. Wow. True so story. the land of the white men is posh. So me that I'm born in Africa, of the black man, is not posh. No, that's just the, what, what my nickname as a baby was. Must so you relate your life to mine? So you're putting Africa hey. down, you're putting blackness down. I'm because, giving no, my because life you said because you, you clearly said is the land of the white man. That's why I'm called baby posh. Or what did they call you? Yes, they call because me of the land of the white man. So white man make born you because white the, man make you posh. Is that what you're saying? It was part of my origin. Whoa! Wow! What Erica was saying you, she you was did African American studies. You're saying white man make you posh. I was saying. Is that what you're telling me? That was the that was the nickname I was given by who? By, by who? All of my villager relatives. You a liar, but continue. How you gonna tell me I'm lying about my own origin story? Erica, y'all becoming too bold. Hey. <laughs> okay, no, but for the lady, I didn't say a story. Continue. Well, you don't invalidate my story, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, I was born in Lisbon, Portugal. Okay. And from Lisbon, Portugal is when I immigrated to America in 1998, September of 1998. How old were you? I was four. Okay. And the next month, I turned five. Do you remember your life in Lisbon? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I remember something. I actually remember the the plane ride here. Oh. That I do remember. Actually, like, sometimes when I think about my memory, I literally feel like my memory started with the day I had to fly to America. Like, the day it was like, oh, we're going to America, and then I flew here. Okay, that's interesting. I have, like, bits and pieces of memories before then, but for the most part, that's, like, a vivid boo-boo. Mm-hmm. And then continue in America. I feel that because I remember my memory of coming too. Mm-hmm. Because the way I came, it wasn't planned. Yeah. Because the plan for me was like I'll I'll finish secondary school, like high school in Nigeria before I come to America. Mm. But it was like I was midway in in, in secondary school, and it was like, oh yeah, because I don't see. I normally used to come just during the summer, so mm-hmm. for like a long, we call it long vacation, like the holidays. So July, you know, the break July yeah. to what June or July to what August, August or September, um, that's when I would come just to visit my parents because I live with my grandmother there. So it was that specific year, two thousand and seven. They were like, "Oh yes, you know, you're gonna come and stay." And me and my grandma cried because he was just like, "Damn, mm. this was not the plan." I remember when I got here, and I was just like, "Wow." I think that when it really dawned dawned on me was like when I went to school. Oh uh, yeah. Because he was like, oh, okay, this is not just holiday. You're just here visiting your parents and whatever, going out, going to McDonald's, you know. But it's just like, oh, I'm in school here. So that was a shocking, like, mm-hmm. okay, I have migrated for real. Yeah. To America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it just kind of was like the lifestyle has completely changed. You know, like there. And, you know, I was actually reading. Um, somebody recently posted that um, they journaled. They started journaling at six because similarly, like, they were in Nigeria and then the next day their parents were like, yo, we're moving to America. Mm-hmm. And I know so many people who, like, um, they, they weren't part of that decision whatsoever. I mean, mm-hmm. not that we typically are, but I think that there there's no communication, especially as Nigerian immigrants sometimes. I think that there's this notion of, like, oh, parents know best. And I think that they neglect... To have a conversation like, your life is about to change. That's a good question. So even just with that, to digress a tad bit, it makes me think about 
you know, when parents send their kids to Nigeria. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we're going to Disneyland, or like, oh, you've been so bad, we're just going to go to Nigeria to visit, but then they leave their, leave their kids there without, without even saying, like, I am taking you there That's to live there. Right? That is... Shame on you guys for doing it. No, that's, that's, I feel like keep it. Like, I understand the situations where like you may feel like okay, your hands are tied. The kid is so bad, you may not have no control in America. You know, um, because even to today, I I do believe that there's more of a community. There's more of a village in Nigeria and African countries than it is here. The lifestyle is different. We're more community based over there than America's. You know, the Western world is more of an individualistic lifestyle, individualistic mm-hmm. community. Um, but just like to shock your child like that, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's just not fair. Yeah. But I have also seen individuals, or somebody that I know, um, and she's, you know, she was a single mom for a long time. She had a child pretty early. Um, and she was taking her 13-year-old son to Nigeria to live. Um, her mom is American, but her dad's a Nigerian, but she's really in, t- in touch with her Nigerian roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've gone to visit before, and he was okay with it. She said she, it was a discussion that we had. It wasn't like I'm like, boom, I'm dropping you. But it was a discussion they had. Like, he was leaving from eighth grade, you know, and he mm. was open and he was okay and excited to actually go. They visited first and he really loved it. And he was like, okay, I, I don't mind saying. Yeah, because I think that that is something as an immigrant that, um, you know, it's funny. Nigerian parents be mad. It's like, oh, I guess American bred children don't have a connection to Nigeria, but they don't understand how they painted Nigeria to the kids. That's a good point. It's like you made Nigeria a punishment. How was Nigeria painted to you? It was a punishment. It was like Nigeria's is a scary it, place. It's, we left there for reasons. There's not opportunities. If you misbehave, I'm gonna take you there. Take you back to Nigeria. Yeah, it wasn't where like, you would suffer. Exactly where you're not gonna have it as good as this. It was like it was painted as a punishment. Damn. It wasn't painted like we're gonna go back to. We're going back home. We're gonna meet all your cousins. We're gonna do this. We, no, it was like. Well, if you don't be careful, I'm going to take you back to Nigeria where you don't have none of this shit. That is so crazy because, you know, I don't have that experience because my parents couldn't use that against me yeah. because it's like I live there. So there ain't no punishment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yeah. And it's like even just like that whole mindset that I'm going to take you to my origin country as a punishment. I like me being having grown up in Chicago. I can never be like, I'm going to take you to Chicago where they be shooting this shit. Like. I, it don't make sense to me. It like, makes you not even want to get in touch with your roots and really know what the country exactly. is about because it's like this is a scary bad place. My yeah. parents left the place, so why would I? Why would I want to go there? Exactly, and that, that's just how it was painted. So it's like, how you expect me to love somewhere that you painted as a punishment? Negative place. Oh my god, that's tough. So it's like, even I think with with having to move here so young, I think that I understand. I lived in a different place. And for me, it was like I always lived in a different place. Mm-hmm. I was born in a place that wasn't my. Did you feel life. that though? Yeah, bro. Like I, I was aware, not in like a. I mean, it wasn't like super oblivious, but I mean, super obvious. But I was aware that like, this is a this is like a white society that is not you. It's not you know. I knew Your society that my family was from Nigeria, so I knew it was not Nigeria. Okay, but when, did you feel that for yourself? Me? Yeah. I was super young. I couldn't fully, fully yeah, make that four connection. Four years, obviously. But then moving to America, I definitely felt the more of like, oh, I'm not. It's another land. Yeah, somewhere different. Like, things are different. I remember, like, the first time I felt like this is different. Um, In Portugal, I was, like, more advanced. I've, I've always been, like, a 
a, a big a great reader, a great speller. And you know with the European culture, the or is spelled with O U R. Mm-hmm. Like that whole like color, all those words uh-huh. like that was O U R. Yep. So same when, yeah, same in Nigeria too. So when I was spelling, I'd be doing spelling tests and I'd be fi- like for the first No way. Year and a half, they would fail you? Wait, they didn't failing. recognize that oh she's migrated to I mean that would be the conversation, but I would still get those things wrong. Fuck. So it would be like, oh, you know, we know that it's not that she doesn't know how to spell. It's that she is adjusting to spelling in America. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the parent-teacher conference, but I'll still get the shit wrong. So for a minute, I, like, I think that was my first introduction. And, in, and also, um, yeah, I feel like in Portugal, I was already in, like, school school. Mm-hmm. In America, because I was so young, I had to go back to preschool. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm already, I'm, what the fuck, I'm sitting here looking dumb. Like, it, I re- literally remember, like, waiting until October to be like, I ain't taking you to kindergarten. Mm. So then I had to wait and skip a grade because I was smart later. That's interesting because I experienced the same thing with the spelling thing. But because I was older, mm. I had to make that, like, constant mental thing, like, don't put O U R like you know even like mom it's not M U M it's why well, use M O M here mm-hmm. right you know it's just certain things I'm like okay I have to make that constant conscious decision mm-hmm. like you know but it was the same battle it was a battle internally you yeah know? but because I was older I had to, I was able to like make that battle Switch internally it. and not and not like write it down um, but that stuff so would you feel like would you say that's the moment you realize like oh I'm an immigrant I mean. Like, what made you feel like, oh, I'm yes, an immigrant? Yes, no, like, that was, I think that was personally what made me realize that, oh, I'm different. But also, partially, I, I really received a lot of my brother's immigrant experience. Okay. Because I have three older brothers. So, like, you know, me being four, my brothers were, like, 14, 12, 13. So, I also was able to, like, internalize what they were going through. Like, mm-hmm. my brothers would come back from from school and be like, Ooh, we just had a day. The kids were doing this. And, you know, for example, I think my brothers went to private schools in Portugal. So even going to school, the uniform was so much different. We were in, like, dress shoes, crease pants, whatever. Like, when you wear a uniform, you really wearing a uniform. Yes. Not in America, where uniform, you wearing fucking sneakers, untucked ass shirts, jeans. Like, that's not a real uniform. Like, you just wearing bullshit. That's not a real dressing so i remember vividly how much they were teased mm. and how we would have so to, being proper for everything and how we would have to come home and it'd be like a communal safe space to talk about all these things that they were experiencing and what they saw and everything and i think that that is part of what i internalized it like oh we're different here mm. you mm. know we're we're different even to today i have such a soft spot for immigrant children it's not easy it really isn't easy. I'm trying to think when did I realize I was an immigrant. I think because you know when I came, obviously, um, they were supposed to because I came at 13, so they were supposed to take me to eighth grade. But in Nigeria, I was going to be Genesis. I left at Genesis three. This one, this one, this so I think in Nigeria, it's supposed to be like in 10th grade, 10th, mm-hmm. 11th grade. But it was like, okay, it'll be too far up. So they're like, okay, we're just going to put her as a freshman. But the school system was like a culture shock for me because then I was – we lived in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago, went mm-hmm. to Harlan. So it wasn't like, oh, some private school or some, like, decent public school. It was on the south side, you know, underserved community. 
and just how the education system is, how the kids, the relation between the students and the teachers mm-hmm. was the major culture shock. Because we just talked about it. Like, you know, in Nigeria, you expect your teacher. After yeah. your parents, maybe it's pastor, then teacher. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like here, seeing people call their teachers bitches. High school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or just seeing students kiss and do all of this. Like, you know, obviously it was so obvious that I'm not from here because I had an accent. So I was super, super quiet. I didn't talk much because people would understand me and they'll, they'll be like, huh, 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 huh. And I hate to repeat myself so many times. So I'm just like, forget it. I ain't going to say nothing. So I was mainly observing. Mm-hmm. And like the girls that were like sort of my friends, they were like, have you kissed a boy? I'm like, no. <laughs> and they were like, she has not kissed a boy. And I'm just like, bitch, I'm. 13 should i have kissed the boy already <laughs> like but meanwhile this bitch is a fucking i don't even know yeah. like they fucking i'm seeing teenage pregnancies now i'm not saying this does not exist in nigeria but because of how our culture is it's like if a 13 year get pregnant they hiding it they hiding it she in the house 24 7 you know what i'm saying is she not going to school which is not good so not to glorify that as yeah. well but it's so much it's more common, common here yeah. you know so those, it was many the school system job that I realized like, okay, this lifestyle is different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I like this per se, you know, me trying to figure out. I definitely had to like, I feel like I had like a split personality. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I was, you know, and then in Nigeria, I wasn't called Erica. It was mm-hmm. when I came here, I was called Erica. Erica is indeed my first name because it's on my password that birth certificate, all that. But I just called Monade, you know, Mona for short. Um, so now being called Erica here, that was like, okay, this is a different person as well too, you know? So I had to develop that different mindset of like, okay, Erica, who the fuck is Erica? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And not being the regular Monade and all of that. Because also at a young age, I feel like at the age of 13, that's when you really like... Start developing. Developing who's your personality. So I wasn't even fully... I was able to fully develop who Monade was too. Mm-hmm. Then I jumped into Erica and I'm like, okay... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm with different people and just realizing like people be like, Is she are you Jamaican? Bitch, do I sign Jamaican G? I think that's another thing. Do like, I sign Jamaican? I get so mad up and no offense to Jamaicans, but I'm just like, do I fucking sound Jamaican? <laughs> I don't think like and, and that's I think that's part of why um kids of the diaspora mm-hmm. kind of see the moments of today of all of the you know, the em- embracing of different diasporic cultures, where it's like, gee, growing up, you couldn't, people didn't even acknowledge, you know, it was either you was black or not black, or mm-hmm. like kind of black. And and at the time, people didn't understand, like, ethnicities. Mm-hmm. You know, people didn't understand it was different. Like, if you just was not the same type of black they were, then you were automatically, like, Jamaican. Right, like, the, like because that was the only culture that was known mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. That's like black, but not black, black Jamaican. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this, the way that people embrace African cultures today, it just wasn't like that. Absolutely, becoming an immigrant originally. It, it, you're absolutely right because I'm not. And for me, I didn't have what I noticed with my peers was like they were able, the Nigerians are Africans, they were able to be like, oh, I'm not Nigerian. No, it would be like my dad or my mom is Nigerian. And as an African, I'm like, bitch, your dad or mom is Nigerian. That means you are Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the, I didn't have, I, I grew up Nigerian, so I, 
even to say, oh, my mom's Nigerian, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I am. You know what I'm saying? You are taught, like, whatever your parents are, that's who you are. So to see kids here, to be able to, be able to like, separate that, internally it pissed me off. I didn't understand it. Because I didn't get the concept of, like, because of how it is in America, you know, you kind of have to differentiate, separate it, whatever. You're not going to be acknowledged. You're going to make fun of being whatever or smelling a certain way. For me, I'm just like, how, why are you separating? Why are you trying? Your name is whatever. Your name. It'd be some people that have regular-ass African names, but they give it, they Americanize it to the T. And I'm just like, just say your name is Nikki. Why are you trying to switch it up to something else? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to, you know, but I didn't, that's from my own, I guess my own natural, like, African pride of, like, mm-hmm. this is who you are. Who I, why are you trying to separate, your, separate yourself so hard? So that pissed me off so much. Because I, for me, I don't have the opportunity or the reason to be like, I'm, I, I'm Nigerian immediately you see me. I'm Nigerian. That's what I am. And I think that for um, kids who grew up in America mm-hmm. that have a, a different ethnic background. Mm-hmm. It was it's similar to that biracial problem where it's like, well, I don't fit in with anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like I've grown up here, and you all are my community here. Yeah. So it's like, don't fully differentiate differentiate me because it's like I'm still like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that when I'm in my household, I have different household things because mm-hmm. i am culturally mm-hmm. nigerian i think that's where a lot of that came from mm-hmm. where it's like oh my parents are nigerian and i think like you know people talk about it today like oh you weren't claiming you was nigerian but it's like you you didn't know how to mm-hmm. because you were still learning it yourself so let me ask you this how was your household nigerian what made your household a nigerian household i mean it was kind of like it was still a nigerian household in every other sense there was your bus spoken all the time. And at the end of the day, we were still, like, Nigerian. Like, everything we did was still Nigerian. In what? Be- like, what? Because, like, um, it was still, like, we still had certain customs from bathing with a bucket and water to the <laughs> food that we ate to speaking Yoruba in the house to, like, every other custom and tradition. Because by nature of, yeah, my parents are Nigerian, my family is Nigerian. That's still the way that she knows how to live life. Right, right, right. So it is, like, a... A dissonance almost mm-hmm. to be like, well, in my household, this is how the culture has been created. But I also when have you to walk out. It's a different. Yeah, thing. it's like this is the culture I'm also like living in. I have to understand this culture. I have to be around it, and I have to fit into it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that people kind of underestimate that. Like you bring children here, and what do you expect them to be? Yeah, you know, I think that that's something that Nigerian parents don't understand sometimes. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You brought your kids here. What did you expect them to be? They're going to be American. They're going to be African-American. No matter what. No matter what. And it's like you can fulfill them and instill them with your morals and your your traditions and your culture, but you cannot shame them for not being as Nigerian as you. And, and, you know, that's absolutely facts. That's absolute facts. Because with me having a son that his dad is African-American, it is my goal to make my home as Nigerian as possible. Mm. You know, especially when he's older, you know, hopefully when I get like a more decent space, bigger space, I want my, you know, because I'm like, you are, you're in America. You are, you're an American, no matter mm-hmm. what. You're the school system, your friends, you, you step out the door, you are in America. Yeah. Even in the house, you're in America, but I, you know, we could try and say we're in the umbrella of Nigeria type yeah. of thing, but you step out and you stepping out every day to go to school, you are in America. So I'm, my goal is to make sure my home is as Nigerian, but not like forcefully or painfully or 
you know, scarily Nigerian, mm-hmm. but like to know that this is fully part of you as well too. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I know that I could possibly be tough as parents too, you know, because especially thinking as an adult, I can't imagine coming to, cause I'm not, our parents, they came here as an adult. It's full of dogs. They come here in 18, mm-hmm. you know, 13. They, they came, came here in the 20s, 30s. 20, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some of them 35. Like you already lived your whole life. So you come in here, it's just like, and then to immerse yourself in a whole different culture, whole different language, mm-hmm. whole different way of thinking. See, that's hard. It is. And I think that, like, um, that's part of how, like, I really started to understand that I was an immigrant. Because, like, in Portugal, I just had a different life. I was doing dance classes. I was doing other stuff. And then to come here and it's, like, work hard, struggle, different, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think also in Europe, there was already an understanding of immigrants. Okay. Of black immigrants and immigration. Oh, really? I think in America at that time, there wasn't a great understanding of black immigrants. Like, at that point, anybody that was in America that was black was here by ancestors. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that there was a lot. Not to say, I don't know. You know, obviously, people probably I feel immigrated. like, if anything, it was more in New York. Because New York, yeah. you do get that blend of Jamaicans, Belizeans, you know, little Africans, whatever. Yeah. You know, but, like, in... Like Midwest, whatever other states, it's not really popular. Yeah, like that. it wasn't. It wasn't an understanding of like, okay, these are African immigrants. I mean, people and eventually started coming together. Maybe like know, that, they missionary Africans, like the missionary brought them. Exactly. No, for real. Because even <laughs> even a lot of truth be told, at the time too, I remember a lot of people being refugees. And, yes. You know what I mean? It wasn't that that popularization of like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm just from this African country and I moved yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was just always a lot of that that just made it really, really weird and made it kind of like, oh, I'm different, but I'm the same, but I'm different. So do you feel like you felt othered as an immigrant here? Because, you know, it's one thing to feel as an immigrant. It's one thing to feel othered. It's one thing to feel black too. I don't know if that all makes sense because I feel like those are three different categories. Do you feel like you felt all of those? I definitely felt othered from you know what, and especially as a as a uh, what they call me a point five immigrant. You should have point five. I learned that in sociology. That's basically an immigrant that moved here at a young age. Oh, okay. Which one is was was one one immigrant first generation immigrant. It's like a immigrant that came here and is like the first generation of starting their families here. Oh, okay. So yeah, point five because you didn't start. Because I was very young when I came here. So it was like, I, it's like I wasn't born here per se, but I was young enough to have started my okay adult, like to start my childhood here versus somebody who came here as a little bit more matured as an adult okay. and, and started, like you're more of a first generation. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Cause I was going to ask, what would I be considered? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I felt more other th- by my Nigerian f- people. Interesting. Then, you know, America, with being American or being black in America or Nigerian in America, I mean, the othering came from, like, my African features, mm-hmm. being dark-skinned, having, like, different type of hair, all, you know, just little things like that. That's where my othering came from. But Nigerians always made a point to let me know that I'm not authentically Nigerian. So, was so you're, like, like, like Nigerian adult or Nigerian your age? Both. Okay. Like, like say, in what like, setting? Is like, from mosque? From all settings, like if I meet, uh, like if I was to meet a Nigerian kid that was like your, like in your situation, like oh I grew up in Nigeria and I moved here, like mm-hmm. twelve, thirteen, they let it be known that like oh you not as Nigerian, mm-hmm. like you Americanized as hell. 
You mm. this, you that, you you not like that was the. It almost pushed you away from wanting to embrace your culture. Did that make you feel that way? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, not fully. There were moments, but not fully. So, oh, yeah, explain. Let me know. There are moments that I said that you're not Nigerian. No, enough. you wouldn't ver. You never verbally mm-hmm. been like you're not Nigerian. Uh huh. But I think there were like maybe moments where it's like it was made known that like oh you can't get it because you're not as Nigerian. Okay. You know. Did you take offense to it? Do you t- did you take it personally? Do you feel like it was intentional? I or? think I, by by the time I met you, I was used to it. Mm-hmm. So I was like from other people. From other people. You know what I mean? At the time, I was kind of like, oh, you know, there's just a thing. I'm trying to think, but what would, what, like, in what situations would it be? I mean, little stuff. It, it'd be little stuff. Obviously, from one speaking Yoruba, mm-hmm. just different things. Maybe um, growing up, my bro- me and my brothers, we have a significant age gap. So it's like maybe, like, some, you know, in other Nigerian families, they might have to call their brothers uncle or brother, mm-hmm. something like that. I didn't, I didn't grow up like that, so... You know, it was just like, oh, you you don't do that? Oh, that's because you're American. But people assumed that some things just didn't exist to me because of my mm-hmm. um, being American. But I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nigga, we just didn't do that in my family. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't have a connection yeah. to my culture. It yeah. just wasn't that. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the whole you're a bad thing, mm-hmm. which is like, well, that's not my fault that I wasn't taught to speak it fluently. Yeah. But, you know, I understood it and, and this and the other. But people always made it a point to point out, like, oh, you don't understand. You can't speak it, so therefore you're not as Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, there may be even just certain things, certain games, certain, just certain lifestyle things that I'm like, I can't fully relate to because I did not But I think up. that is true, though. It is true, yeah. but it doesn't make me not Nigerian. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't. Obviously, it does not make you not Nigerian. I think it's a similar concept when people say like, "Oh, I'm black, or I'm not black enough," because maybe I didn't live in a hood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's you like saying? It, it is that. It doesn't concept. take away from your Nigerianness, but I think there are definitely things that I may be able to relate more that you may not be able to relate. And that's a fact. And likewise, like some Chicago shit that you be like. And you do it too. I, then I think about it. Now you do certain things with Chicago stuff. I'd be like, damn, why'd you say? You'd be like, eh, because anything. I'm like, bitch, you didn't even ask me. I could still get it. I mean, now I'm most likely I probably didn't get the shit. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like, I get what you're saying. So I, I, I feel you on both, both ends. I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, there's something like, yeah, it's a fact of matter. I cannot relate fully. Yeah. But I think it's there was a shaming. Okay. Of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the difference. It's like obviously duh, you can't get it. Yeah, yeah. But there was a shaming of it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can never get it or you cannot relate or you are not as Nigerian or like that was the thing. So it's just kinda like, well, if with my black friends, there's certain parts of me that's not like black enough. Mm-hmm. And then being Nigerian, I'm outcasted for not being Nigerian enough. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, how do I? Where do I belong? Where do I belong? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what? What do I do? How do I relate? You know, there was a time I tried to speak with like a fake accent growing up. What's an accent? Fake Nigerian accent, like okay, to try to belong because, yeah. like, you know, although, like I said, my my community, my mom found Nigerians here, so it's yeah. like their kids and this and the other. Mm-hmm. I still felt like exiled. Yeah, with my community. Mm-hmm. I gotta sneeze. Excuse me. But yeah, I think like that that was like a really hard like Oh, I wish we met earlier. Yeah, and it's just kind of in a sense of like I can't it was just weird because there also like there was an era too where I feel like Nigerian parents were very 
specific about how their kids assimilated. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of didn't want their kids to have these full accents or they didn't want their kids to struggle. Like maybe mm-hmm. in their mind they didn't understand like language enough. Mm-hmm. So in their minds they felt like, oh, well, if my child speaks too much Yoruba, they're not going to fully be able to get English. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they kind of kept it completely separate. Yeah. And it's like, well, all of these things are not my fault. Absolutely. It's not your fault. I The parents are to fully blame for that. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's a big shame on a parent to not. But I now that I'm a parent, I understand how difficult that is too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're in a society where English is spoken majority of the time. Because even now, my Yoruba isn't as fluent as it used to be because I don't have anyone I speak it to. Right. You know what I'm saying? So now, thankfully, I have some clients that are Nigerian that we say like, okay, throw this you know, duration of the service, we're going to try and speak in Yoruba, even that it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be, we have to be very, very intentional with trying to teach your child a different language, you know? Um, especially my situation, it's not two parents that speak the same language, it's just me that speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely is hard, but it's it's something that, like, if you want your child to learn, you, you have to be proactive in it. But it's crazy because some kids in Nigeria that live in Nigeria don't speak the language mm-hmm. because of that same reason of not wanting them to have the accent, you know. So now it puts you in a tough decision, like in tough position, like damn, like because a language is a core of one's culture, mm-hmm. no matter how you want to place it. Because even now, I try to watch watch more Yoruba movies and the the proverbs. You know what I'm saying? The things that we say, the things that make Yoruba people Yoruba. You know, I follow this TikTok guy. Um, he breaks down certain Yoruba words. And it's just like, you know, the meaning of them. Like, we say so many Yoruba things, even names. It's just like, you don't even know what it means, you know? But language is core of one's culture. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you're not as Yoruba or as whatever, but it's a certain part of the culture you won't understand if you don't understand that language. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I'm realizing, like, damn, I don't even know what this means. And I, I want to be fucking more Yoruba than I am. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but back to the original conversation of, like, you know, hardships of being an immigrant, it's it's really, it's not easy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, even though I came at an older age, it's pretty tough because it's the same way. For me, I'm like, Americans look at me differently. Like, mm-hmm. I had the most stupid questions asked. Like, did you walk around naked? Did you have a mm-hmm. pet lion? Did you eat shit? Did you, and I'm just like, were you born in a hospital? Were you born in the bush? I'm like, come on. For mm-hmm. me, I'm just like, ah. And I get maybe that may happen in other African countries. Nah, no one's eating fucking shit to start off with. No matter how poor the African country is, we ain't eating shit. Mm-hmm. If anything, we may eat. We may eat. I know there's some African countries that make like, um, like clay food. Mm-hmm. You know, food out of clay or whatever. But not shit. Come on. Um. So for me, if you asked, I was flabbergasted. I'm just like, what is the what type of ignorance is going mm-hmm. on? So for me, it was also an insult in my on my culture because I'm just like, is this how you guys view us? Like, is this really what you see African as? The order I got, I mean, I, you know, I didn't necessarily, even people ask me, I would answer the question, like, no, that's not the case. But the order I got, the more I realized, like, oh, it's actually out of pure ignorance. Yeah, you know, it's not intentional. Yeah. Some of them may be trying to be rude and say dumb shit, but majority of it is like ignorance because they don't see better. Like, when you look, you know, back in the day, those commercials, it be flies on the oh, African kids. Gee, they be skinny as fuck and it's flies on them. Yes, look, they have kwashoko. They look, they have kwashoko and they 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 are lacking all the nutrients in their body. Body, you know. Um. So for me to experience that, it was me. I feel like I had to constantly fight to 
be strong in my Nigerian-ness and to not forget it. So whenever I, I did find like somebody who was Nigerian, I was like, you're Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And what do we have in common? You know what I'm saying? And even it still happens to today when I see somebody that is Nigerian, that like me, that's Nigerian like me. Because you're not Nigerian like me. And it's hard to say, you know what I'm saying? But the same way I'm not American like you. I'm not Chicagoan like you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because we don't have the same experiences. But when I have a client that he grew up in Nigeria and he came here at the same age and it's just like the jokes, the things, I'm just like, ah! Even my little sister, she's the same Nigerian that I am because she went to high school and, you know, and primary school there. Mm-hmm. It's just like, we're the same type of Nigerian, if that makes sense. Or like, or maybe we grew up in the same, I don't know what to call but it. But that's how we be outcasted. But that, like, how you, that's exactly how we be I get outcasted. It. And, and that's why I made it too started yeah. like the same as the same way. I'm, I'm not outcasting you, but the same mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm not the same Chicagoan like you. The same way with certain topics you want to discuss, and you're like, Erica ain't finna get it because tr- truthfully, I'm not. But it's not because you're it. Nigerian. You don't get it because you're just not into that stuff. No, but because I'm also I didn't also grow up all this Marcus Houston or Marion the B2K whatever. I'm just like I'm not finna go because mm-hmm. I don't know the stuff. I, I'm not because I am Nigerian and I grew mm-hmm. up in Nigeria at that time frame. You know what I'm saying? I am. F- the older I get, the more I realize, the more I realize, like, I'm not doing this fuck. Because a part of me, I really try to hide that a lot. Because I'm not going to lie, I was silent for two years being in America. Whoa, I didn't realize how deep that shit is. <laughs> I was really quiet. Because I'm just like, it was so I went to Thornwood. And you, maybe I think you were someone that I like, okay, I met you from Uncle Shandu's house mm. or whatever. I'm like, okay, I make a few more comfortable to, like, speak. But the first two years, I'm telling you, I didn't speak much because I'm just like, I'm in a foreign land. Mm-hmm. This is not my country. Even the Nigerians I see, like, they're not, we're not the same. So, which is why, like, in certain states, situations, it's not trying to outcast you or outcast myself, but it's in certain situations, like, I couldn't find someone that could relate or understand the same thing that I understood. You know what I'm saying? Or speak the same language or just, just the thinking. I'm just like, damn, nobody else gets it but fucking me. But when I see somebody that does, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And I think you were, honestly, you were, like, the first person I saw that eventually did. Because we didn't meet to, like, we're 15, 15, mm-hmm, 15 actually. Mm-hmm. 15. I was like, and I was like, oh, you don't even want to start your about. I don't even remember that. Yeah, because. I was because, you about to miss. I'm like, oh, shit, I said. I was, I was yeah. like, in my mind, I was excited. It was not insult for me because I'm always conscious about that. Like, I'm not, insult, I don't insult and disrespect people. But I'm just like, oh, you understand your about? Because I don't see people that understand your about. Yeah. I really don't meet it. So, for me, I'm just like. I'm fucking excited. I'm like, oh, okay, girl, you cool. Like, you know, and then besides the Yoruba thing, we actually also naturally had things in common. Yeah, like actual things. So it was a natural attraction towards each other. It wasn't forced. Maybe I may have felt forced a tad bit when I moved to Canada City. It was like, okay, come on, see this girl. Like, oh, she's coming. And I'm like, okay. But even when you came over, I'm like, oh, okay, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think the same way that you felt, you may have felt outcasted is also the same way someone like me who migrated at my age also have felt outcasted. You're mm-hmm. being thrown in a different country, in a different mm-hmm. land. You know what I'm saying? Just like, and then to find other Nigerians, they're Nigerians, but like, they're not accepting. I've met Nigerians that are like, I ain't Nigerian. My dad's Nigerian. Like, what yeah, you talking for about? sure. But I'm like, your name is Uchechuku. The funny thing is, Are I've experienced me? that too. Even though I'm in America, I've definitely experienced where it's like, bitch, I'm trying to relate to you on stew and rice, and you ain't related. Fuck Gee, you. And I know you, you. And I know you finna go home and eat stew and rice. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think that like, um, yeah, it just be it just be hard because it's like, especially me too. 
I'm also different from everybody in my family where my brothers grew That's up tough. in Nigeria. That's tough. So it's like my whole family is able to connect on something I cannot. Mm. So it's like, damn. So nobody wants to connect with me yeah. on my culture. Yeah. And then, but then at the end, of, but then like randomly, y'all want me to understand and love my culture, but That's nobody bogus. wants to give it to exactly. me. Exactly. You know, whereas like everywhere I'm turned. I It'd mean, be like, don't you know you're Nigerian? But how am I supposed to be Nigerian if you and didn't show like, me? And for me, it's like I never even rejected being Nigerian. I never had. I never was one of those kids where it's like, I'm kind of Nigerian. I'm American. You know what I mean? Like from jump, I always knew like, no, nah, I'm Nigerian. Uh huh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I can. To me, I could never hide it. Yeah. That's the funny thing. For me, I felt like I could never hide it. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how. Whatever assimilating to the to the speech that yeah. I am, yeah, it was like it was always known by everybody around me. Like, oh, but she Nigerian, mm-hmm. though. You know what I mean? Like, it was just always a thing. Like, I never disguised it. I never tried yeah. to be anything. If anything, I felt that I couldn't connect with my Nigerian peers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like it was always a judge. I think there was always a judgment put on me. When did you feel like you were able to have some type of connection with your Nigerian peers? Was it college? Because I know a lot of people, it's college. Like, when they join the African students. Even cancer. college, I was rejected for a while mm-hmm. before people even accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, I guess these guys are an African. Yeah. Like, I'll never forget with me and um, the two friends that I had in, uh, in college. We were, like, we all were literally, like, African-American girls. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? We're all Nigerian, but we all grew up in Chicago. So mm-hmm. we literally have both. And the first time we stepped into the African Student Council, but when we first got there, it was literally... It was, I guess, maybe literally only a safe space for um, immigrant Nigerians that came at an older age. Mm. So here we are trying to join it, and they completely shamed us. Mm. Like, they were like, like we would just be adding to the conversation. Ugh, so you guys are Nigerian or American? Mm. I was like, damn, bitch, don't play me like that. You know I'm, I'm yeah. literally trying to sit here and connect, relate, and you're telling me I can't. Yeah. All because, one, I only had accent. Mm-hmm. Cause some kids, some kids is like you can't relate either. You you grew up rich. You grew up without ever experiencing some of the things that other Nigerian kids experience mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. Just just because you have an accent, is that what makes it different for you? Mm-hmm. Like that's why you could be accepted because you have an accent, mm-hmm. and I don't. Yeah, and that, and like that was just a thing because like for me, like I said, my whole family grew up in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. My brothers grew up till they were like 10, 11 before they even moved to Portugal. Mm-hmm. Then. From Portugal to America. Mm-hmm. So I was like, everybody around me already had this experience. So I kind of got it secondhand. Absolutely. In a, in a sense. So it's like, just because I didn't have the accent, you, I was completely discounted. Like yeah, nobody, yeah. I think nobody really understood like what I could or could not connect to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I mean, it's the truth. A lot of kids who grew up in America had no connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't know shit. They couldn't understand. They couldn't do anything. But it's like me. I complete, I fully understood Yoruba. You grew up in Nigerian home. Yeah, I grew up in a real Nigerian home. And it wasn't hidden. It wasn't whatever. Like, the only, I think the only real disservice my mother did for me for Nigeria was like, the she language. honestly emphasized, like, understand it. You only still speak it. That was mm-hmm. her em- emphasization. Like, you can understand it. Don't speak it. Mm-hmm. But even to the next, she speaks so much Yoruba to me. It's not that. Mm-hmm. I don't like my mom don't really speak to me in English. She speaks to me in Yoruba. Mm-hmm. It's me that be responding to her in English. And yeah. that was just the whole dynamic. And I think like even even now it's like well, I think even today I said it randomly in at work. Like, yeah, I am an immigrant. Yeah. People don't count me as an immigrant. Yeah. No, you know, that's a very good point. Cause even I didn't speak, I didn't realize I was an immigrant till a freaking minute. Cause you know, I think I realized I was an immigrant um in US history class. Sophomore year. 
Because I just thought I just moved to America. Yeah. It was a move to America. It wasn't as immigration. Because I feel like immigration is a whole like, damn, you migrated. But I guess it's the same shit. But it mentally, I just thought like, oh, because I feel like I already came, I've been to America mm-hmm. multiple times. So it's just like, my family's been in America. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a refugee. Now, I saw migration as a refugee thing. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, you're escaping your motherland for war, for whatever, uh, yeah. better life. You're escaping. Okay? I wasn't trying to escape. My mm. family was just here. I guess a better opportunity. Maybe escape for lack of better words. Maybe the synonym. Maybe the same thing. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I was just like, I've been to America for some time. You know, I didn't migrate. But, like, in U.S. history class, talking about the migration and all of that. And I'm just like... And I think the teacher was like, oh, yeah, like, you you migrated from Nigeria. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you an example. Oh, so that's the definition of migration. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I got it. Like, oh, I guess I migrated. And um, also, the more, I, you know, the older you get, the more, I think the older, you, for me, the older I got, the more I realized how different I really was. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, even though I tried to hide it, but obviously I couldn't hide it because I, my accent was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even to today, people still hear my accent, you know? Um, but it was just like the older I get, I was just like the parts that I try to hide now they're resurfacing so hard. Mm. So even words that I never used to say, I catch myself saying it. I'm just like, ah, when last did I even say this word? Why am I? But it's just like because I I was trying to assimilate and try to have people understand me as much as possible and try to relate to people as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then I try to have this, you know, even certain words, you know, not even certain words today, certain things I can't say the same way. Cause I'm just like, I'm starting, I'm sounding like Bob Risky. Why am I trying to, <laughs> literally, I'm just like, why am I, uh, 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 uh. I'm just like, why am I, you know, like, why am I saying things the wrong way? Not, and it's not necessarily the wrong way, but it's just like, it's just the way I talk because my tongue is different. I remember having a Miss Allison. She was my favorite teacher. She was a white lady. Um, she's the one who entered me in my first, actually, only poetry comp, spoken word competition I did um, in school. And she was like, why do you talk so different? Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> because I talk different. You know, and I, no, but she was also, like, li- literally perplexed as to why, like, one couldn't say certain things. Why people mm. have different accents. You know what I'm saying? Even though we're speaking the same language, why is it that we can't say the same thing she was the a same teacher? way? Yeah, she was a teacher. She's stupid. But she was a white teacher too. So. She's still, no, that's still unexcusable. You're still like, yeah. what are you talking about? Because she was really like, oh, like, you know, I wonder why, you know, like, you know, you, you know. And it, it, I didn't feel offended. She didn't say it in an offensive way. But I could just say, oh, this bitch is confused. Now you make me feel confused because I never. Yeah, that's weird. I actually, yeah. Because I, I, I never thought about it. Like, But she was like, you know, why is it that, you know, you, you know, my accent is so different. You know, I'm just like. Because I speak another language naturally. But even though even I speak another language, even Nigeria, it wasn't like I speak in Yoruba fully. I was speaking English. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was still like a 50-50 thing because English is like the official language of Nigeria. Um. So right now, now that we're adults, what do you currently deal with as an as an immigrant? What are certain things you feel like, damn, I'm an immigrant, or like, damn, I can't relate, or I'm an Nigerian as fuck, or like... What are your experiences in adults and immigrants? One, I had to go through the full naturalization process. I mm. think that's something that people take for granted. For, since I was in second grade, yeah, I've had to go through the process of getting a green card, then becoming a citizenship. So, like, that's always been a, like the immigration process has always been a process in my life. Um, so, like, that has always been a thing. Where, like, even in college, don't be like, oh, I'm not a citizen. I got to figure mm, it out. Okay. Still trying to figure it out. You know, all of those things. And I also feel like there's always been a stigma put on 
what kind of person I am. Okay. Like, I think that naturally Nigerians assume that Nigerian kids that are more American bred, um, especially with me, I don't have, you know, there's also like two layers. It's either you're a Nigerian kid with like a strong ass Nigerian accent, or you a Nigerian kid that's like with a strong ass white accent. You grew up in some fucking deep ass suburb, or you're just like a kid like that grew up actually in the city of Chicago. So you have maybe an urban accent. Uh-huh. And I think kids with like the more urban accents were always judged as like to be more wayward, to be outside, to mm-hmm. be like fast, to be a certain type of kid. And I used to be so upset because I think people always assumed that like I was a bad influence. Mm. Like it was just always put on me that. I, I, I'm I'm more... Did other parents view that way or just mean like your peers that view that way? It was parents that view like, oh... You said peers or parents? Parents. It was okay. like, oh, like, who, this this one. Yeah, yeah. She probably the one, this, this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, I'm actually... The good one. The good one. Like, your fucking badass, immigrant-ass child is the bad child. Mm-hmm. I'm a good kid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just because your child speak your body, they bad as hell, they rise as fuck. That's, that's, that's your kid, like... You, you, not me, just because I don't have this accent. I'll never forget, there was one time I was with somebody. I was at somebody's house, like, sleeping over, you know, whatever kid things I was doing. And they told me, they were like, you don't want to talk like that. You want to be able to talk like Oprah. Like, they, basically, they were trying to insinuate that, like, I had too black of an accent. Damn. And I was just kind of like, you asshole, you don't know how I speak in a... Because I've always been one to understand code switching. Mm-hmm. Even from a young age, I understood code switching because I lived in a household where I was more Nigerian, and then I went to school and had to be like... Rah. So I understood code switching early. You, for you to like insinuate that I wasn't able to be a good orator, yeah. or I, I, I would have been like viewed in a certain way as an adult, like, damn, gee, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what? Because your kids are in Indiana? Like, I think that that even that mindset of, like, the closer I became to blackness, mm-hmm. the more it was assumed something of me. But it's hard because it's like, in America, you are black. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think, unfortunately, that's just a general Nigerian mindset. Mm-hmm. Back to you even saying that your mom didn't want you to speak the language, so you don't have the accent, so you don't sound Nigerian. So even Nigerian... When they see somebody sounding local, so when lo, local is like the ghetto, you know what I'm saying? You're sounding ghetto, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're not sounding posh. Mm-hmm. You're not sounding like Oprah, you know what I'm saying? So that's just, you know, Nigerians, we try to be so westernized because it's like the closer, you're, you're, the closer you are to whiteness, the better you are. You sound posh, you're not sounding like, oh, you speak another language. So it's a mindset over there too. When they see other kids that do, and I'm not even trying to invalidate your experience, but I'm letting you, I'm just saying like, that's a bad thing that Nigerians have in general. Because mm-hmm. there are instances in Nigeria where it's just, I don't, I've encountered it, I've seen it, where it's just like, uh-uh, and you go to private school and you talk like that. Because private school is like the thing, you know, in Nigeria. The public school is like private school in Nigeria. And public school in Nigeria is like, it's for poor people. Mm. Like, you cannot afford to pay for school, so you go to public school that is like, you ain't got no doors on the door. You know what I'm saying? It's public. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like public toilets. Forgive me for saying this, but really, that's how bad public school mm-hmm. really be. Like, the, the structure be so bad. Um, but it's just like, Nigerians really want you to sound as posh as possible. Yeah. And to not have any little inkling of an accent. And it's so fucked up because, like, why are we trying to really stray away from our culture? Because then we come here, and then when we become older, then they accuse us, like, Oh, oh, it's like, you can't speak yes. your bar. 
Oh, how do you expect to find somebody? Oh, you can't even do this. This is not how we do it in the culture. But girl, you ain't teach me this. It's like you. You didn't teach. Like it's for you to embrace me and be like, you know what? Let me show you. Let me teach you. This is how we do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you, 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 you ch- chastise me. You, you, you embarrass me. You make fun of me. So it makes me push away more. And that's part of why I stopped speaking Yoruba. When I was younger, I spoke more Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, when I was in Portugal, I spoke Yoruba. Mm-hmm. Like as a young kid, mm-hmm. I spoke. Like I remember speaking small, like oh, rah, rah, like I spoke little words. Mm-hmm. Then moving to America, I spoke a little, and then it was just told to me like, no, don't do that. Just understand. Yeah. Like it honestly was so like, Mm-mm-mm, stop that. Yeah. And understand it. Yeah. And then it's like now I'm almost 30 and it's like, oh, it's difficult. It's like in your head. As I even tried, I was shamed for it. Mm -hmm. And I think the Nigerians don't understand that they be doing that. Yeah. It's like, damn, bitch, how am I supposed to connect to the relate to the culture if every small thing you're shaming me out of the culture? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you're telling me I'm not Nigerian, I can't speak your about You're telling me that I didn't grow up here, so I can't understand certain experiences. You're calling me spoiled because I fucking grew up here with electricity. you saying, yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like you're invalidating every part of me being Nigerian to the point where I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm not Nigerian then. So let me tell you. Even though I grew, in, I grew up in Nigeria, I experienced the same shit. So there's this thing, term that we call Agreek. Mm. I don't know if you've heard it before. Yeah, Agreek, agriculture. It's short for agriculture. So it comes from the term of like, um, um, so like chicken, hen, mm. the fatter hen, the one that are thick and fat, we call them agriculture, Agreek, because you fed them more. The local regular hen, you know what I'm saying, that, that grew up in the streets, and I mean like hen, cock, chicken, the bird you eat. They're thinner, is bird, you know what I'm saying? It's not a Greek. So I was called a Greek a lot because he was like, oh, her family is in America. She went to America. She doesn't speak Yoruba fluently. Mm-hmm. And I used to be so fucking pissed off. In Nigeria, I was called a Greek. And to, if somebody call me a Greek today, I'm going to fight you. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, because it I makes you hate feel away. Because I'm just like, why are you calling me? You know, But it's like in Nigeria, you're being less. And it's just like you're being... So I know what you feel. I know how you feel. Yeah, I don't think people understand. And and this is the irony of it. I think the Nigerian, like my Nigerian friends and family here assumed that like I strayed away from Nigeria. But it's like, you don't understand how hard I fought in school to represent being Nigerian. Absolutely. You know, like it's nobody that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. That will not attest to like, oh, that's my that's my Nigerian friend. Mm-hmm. Like I was the yo, oh, I got a Nigerian friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, till today, now that's Afrobeats, everything people will definitely call me. It's like, oh yeah, I had a Nigerian friend growing up. Exactly. And it's like, for me, I feel like in American spaces, it was obvious I was Nigerian. Mm-hmm. In Nigerian spaces, it wasn't. It was. They threw it like I wasn't Nigerian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always kind of resented that a little bit. It's, it's almost to the point where I'm like, well, fuck it. I don't even want to yeah. fight for it anymore. Yeah, You know, because it's like, you know, I, I just feel like, well, I, I don't know what y'all want from me. Now. I think now that you know, you just have to find the right community. Because even to today, I get teased that I don't speak your about as fluent. Because I remember, you know, I was a group chat with my family. And we were having a conversation. And I was asking questions. And they were like, oh, ask it in Yoruba. And I was saying it. And they were like, I will slap you. You can't say Yoruba clearly. And I'm just like, bitch, we over the phone. You finna slap me? <laughs> I just, I just kept talking because I'm just like. It's just too and, But it's hard because being Nigerian makes you grow 
thick skin, even though you don't want to. So I, I as well have received up insult upon insult, like oh you sound Igbo as when you speak your because Igbo is another ethnic group, and you know, eth- you know, when another you know person is trying to speak a language that's not of their origin, they sound a certain way. It's like if we're trying to sp- sound, speak Spanish, that should be heard in my feelings. You know, too. it's certain things like okay, I won't be able to say maybe gracias is meant to be said as gracias or gracias, whatever. <laughs> but because <laughs> I ain't fucking Spanish, I ain't saying I ain't saying the right thing. I sound like somebody that can't say the tonation. So, like, to hear that constantly, I get your pain. It's freaking painful. So, my question, next question is, like, now as an adult, what is it that you're doing differently as a Nigerian? Or what is it, you know, to make you feel more Nigerian? Is there anything that you're doing differently or? I mean, now as an adult, I don't think that I seek it in the same way anymore. Okay. I definitely think, like, when I was younger, I I saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm watching a new movie. Yeah. I'm eating food. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But I think that I've now been so shunned from it, I'm just going to like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I don't care about being yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. You know, I'm Nigerian. I love being Nigerian. But I'm just kind of like, well, come on, kill me. What I connect to, I connect to. What I don't connect to, what's I grew up in America. Like, I'm just kind of like over it, you know, because I felt like, I also feel like just like as Nigerians, there was no safe space for me to grow in Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't fair to like be completely exiled, to be judged, to be like whatever. You can't get it. And I feel like the irony of it is like, I had a complete immigrant experience. And just because like, you know, especially with me having started in Portugal, I never had a Nigerian accent. Mm-hmm. So, my accent actually at origin was more European. Mm-hmm. I had like a somewhat British accent when mm-hmm. I first came to America. Yeah. And then, you know, over time I lost it. Of course. But it's like, regardless, I never was going to have a, a Nigerian accent. Mm-hmm. And it's the irony of it is like, had I grown up in London, though, I would have been accepted. You would have accepted that posh Britain, yeah. uh, chutney. You would accept it. They would have accepted that shit perfectly. No, listen, if you had gone to Nigeria from Portuguese, they would have accepted that shit. They would have ate it up real quick. Yeah. Like, oh, she sounds wise. Oh, yeah. European. Mm-hmm. Oh. Da-da-da-da. And it's just kind of like, well, fuck you then. Like, that's kind of how I just, at, at a certain point, yeah. I'm just kind of like, what do you want me to do yeah. with it? You know? And then I also feel like the like Nigerians um, that were immigrants or that were already here, they didn't do a good job. Um, as compared to maybe other cultures, of, like, creating a space and a culture for other Nigerians. Mm. I even felt that, like, growing up, the culture of Nigerians was rooted in parties. Okay. That's when we saw other Nigerians going to parties and shit. Mm-hmm. We ain't had no, you know, maybe Musk's church sometimes, but for the most part, it was turnips. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of spaces where it was like, okay, these we all shop at these stores. We all go to these schools. We all are in this community. But and, you know, and and that's an African problem in general yeah. because when we think about it, even just just think about Nigeria. Not, not Nigeria. Um Chicago and New York. There's no African town. Mm-hmm. There's no Nigerian town, Niger City, Lagos City. But you go on Devon right there, it's Indians and Pakistani. Hell you yeah. know like that, you, there's Chinatown. Some would say Uptown, Pills, but it's not. Though. No, but it's not. You know, it's really, yeah, it, it's it is really because there's a lot of us there, but, but it's, it's not, not our town. We don't have, we don't have no street that says our town. No. We know Pilsen is Mexicans and Hispanics yep. and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know like that's their shit. And but, they have a lot of communities. So exactly, which is why like, when you say, the parties just be, it just be the Gathwins. Like, we don't have no streets. We don't have, like, oh, school that majority of us go to or whatever that majority of us attend. We don't have it. And it's a shame that till today, as much as we are all in this country, people say, like, if you go to a country, any country, any foreign, any foreign country, and there's no Nigerian there, 
just know that it's not a good country for you to be prosperous, right? Because Nigerians, we hustle. Mm-hmm. Okay? Igbo, Yoruba people, you find Yoruba people and Igbo people in the village of Germany. And the, when that whole, when they were Ukraine, whatever, did you mm-hmm. see Nigerians on the bus, medical students? Yeah. You will see them in the village of Ukraine. In the village of Australia, you will see Nigerians there. No yeah. way, nowhere you go. Literally, you will at least, you will see one Tobechuku and one Ogun, whatever. You really know you really would see one Ogunla here and one you would really see one at least two, three Nigerians mm-hmm. there, you know. But we have not really, it's like we don't embrace each other. And it's the same problem that we have in our own country that we bring into the friend country. Um, and I'll say like what I now that I have a child, it's make me more intentional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just like, okay, I've not cooked any stew. I've not cooked your bad food this week. Let me cook for your bad food. And I remember like when I was younger, I used to be so I'm still insecure about mm-hmm. it, even with dating mm-hmm. and trying to find somebody yeah i do have an insecurity of like not being accepted because yeah. i'm not nigerian enough mm-hmm. like you know as much as i may want to find a nigerian a man and yeah have a nigerian household and do that mm-hmm. i do have an insecurity of like damn motherfuckers not gonna accept me i think eventually it just has to be one of those things that you just take charge and take control of because no matter what motherfuckers will say say will still say something i mean yes they you will know? But, but I know the damage is done because mm-hmm. it's like it makes it it's it makes it painful. It makes it a touchy subject. It makes you not even want to go there because it's like, would I be accepted? Do I even know what the fuck I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Do I want to know what I'm saying? But it's one of those things like if you really, 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 really want it, you just have to go out of your way. And that's something I'm learning. Because for a second, I just kind of like, oh, yeah, I speak your about a little bit, you know, whatever, whatever. I know it's in me. But now the older I get, I'm like, I realize like it's so much shit that I've I don't even know about being Yoruba, about even being Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? Even that I went to school in Nigeria, so much that I'm like, they didn't even teach us about slavery. You know, they, they even learning about the Yoruba culture, the Yoruba culture itself. I'm like, it's so much stuff I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I took your I, I was I was in Yoruba class. I had your Yoruba was the one of the classes I took. It's so much I'm just like, damn, I didn't like I didn't even pay attention. I really know. You know what I'm saying? That I'm like, now I really want to know that. So I go out of my way to like even social media, I follow those like, oh, they it's a Yoruba social media. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the Yoruba names or the Yoruba description of or explanations of what this means. I intentionally do that. I intentionally I'm like let me watch this old Yoruba movie. To just whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or if I see a person, I'm like, oh, they speak Yoruba. I'm like, let me be more even like today, I had someone that um, delivered Uber Eats for me. And I could hear them speak Yoruba on the phone. But I didn't say anything. You know what I'm saying? And normally I should be like, I should be like, I should say Yoruba back to that. I did the other day, funny enough. You know what I mean? Some it's lady like, I called to braid my hair. I was like, oh, she's Yoruba. She's trying to talk shit like I understand it. Mm-hmm. So then I just spoke Yoruba to her. And I be waiting for them to speak shit. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, why wait till they fucking speak shit? Do they have to speak shit for me? To, because but that's how, that's the culture I, we were I raised know, I know, right? Because yeah. I'm like, I'm waiting for them to speak. Because I was really waiting for them to say some shit. Because I told them, you know, you know how it is to come over here. You know what I'm saying? So I was waiting for him to speak some shit. So I could be like, ah, come on now. Yeah. You know? But he didn't say nothing negative. Well, lie. He didn't say, he didn't say nothing bad um so I, I tipped him extra but in my mind i'm like I, you know how we be like oh it's a nigerian auntie in this store let me act like i'm not you bad let me know my eye contact because i'm like i don't want them to say oh oh well, you're a buyer you're a bad girl nigeria how are you like suppose you don't want the extra attention I just avoid conversation exactly public, yeah. but now i'm just like but why because i just feel like talking to strangers but for me i've encountered a situation where i'm like it's because of nigeria i'm like i'm not trying to because you know nigerians oh. it, you know it'd be a life it's like a respectability should i knew down to the degree this person that's what i'm saying Should like, I, I whatever. Know your ass. I but, that's the thing, but that's the thing though that's our culture 
whether you know them or not, it's part of our culture to, yeah. to respect an you know, an older person by bowing down. You know what I'm saying? In Nigeria, it won't be like, I don't know you. I know I don't know you. Good evening, Mao. You bow down. It's not that concept. But in America, it's just like, I ain't trying to deal with that. But why though? That's part of your culture. I just don't deal with it because But that's I, what makes I your culture beautiful though. No, like I feel like <laughs> the reason I don't be trying to deal with it in public with different people is because I feel like then people try to overutilize your time, which is true. That just be it. It don't even be about the like. Oh, but I that's don't that's elderly people though. Just, yeah, but that's when, just an elderly. What do you, you think about older uh, Americans who they be the same way? You be and like, I avoid all you be like, hi. Then be like, then they conversation after conversation. I'm like, Madame, I was just saying hello to you. I, I don't need folks. to help you do this. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that's one thing I'm saying for me to back to the question, trying to be more intentional. You know, like. It takes a lot of work, but I'm like, I really want any just watching more documentaries. Netflix be helping. They be having documentaries on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Where people even speak Yoruba. They have Yoruba stuff on Prime Video. I'm like, okay. So it's just about trying to be more and more and more. Even like with Fermi, with my son, I play Yoruba folk tales. You know? So even with us, you know, in Nigeria, when we want to you know, read your kid a storybook, you know, we say story, story, story. Once upon a time, the response is time, time, time. 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 Fermi says time, time, time now. Mm-hmm. He like time, time, time. He says it in a weird little way, but I know that that's what he's saying. But that's part of our culture. Like, when is the evening? The moon is showing. We all go, you know, to the griot, right? Or the older person in the family, and they tell us family stories, you know? And that's something I want to do with my son. Like, for us, like, even, like, what the, 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 what do you guys call it? The tortoise, the turtle. The tortoise and the hare. You, the tortoise, tortoise, like, for us, like, the, the, the story, like, the tortoise is a cunning animal, right? It's really deceitful. Mm-hmm. But in America, I'm like, oh, the tortoise and the hare, the tortoise is a patient person, the slow rings the race. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But us, it's different. And I want to teach my sons those, my son, those folktale stories. So, like, on YouTube, I'm like, are you playing some folk, folktale story? Even though the animation may not be great, but. I just play it, you know? So it it definitely takes a lot as an adult, especially if you've encountered so much shame, you know? Um, You know, embarrassments of being Nigerian. You've tried to gravitate so much towards it, but you were pushed away. Um, You just have to be really intentional now as an adult, and it sucks. I've definitely been in too many spaces where it's like, I just don't care for you anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because i don't like that it's, my own culture is used against me as a yeah. weapon yeah 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 you know and i don't i don't like having to be even with the whole you're about thing where it's like i'm trying give me that exactly because i don't do that to you trying english okay you try, like you speak english with an accent i don't say you're not speaking english okay, they'll be having h factors that's what i'm saying it's like just because you speak english with the accent i don't say you're not speaking english but okay. people will tell you oh so you're about because you speak you're about with the accent mm-hmm. and it's like that's not fair to me that's because clearly i'm not from I, I didn't grow up there to have the exact tonation well and you're I not learning will. it like in class or whatever and the thing is like i never will have that exact tonation. at this stage you weren't if you were taught from a young age you yeah, would and it's but like, at this i never will wouldn't. so it's like at this point are you gonna tell me i can never speak the language yeah, yeah and yeah. that's and that be the thing that i don't think nigerians understand it's like you can't have it both ways mm-hmm. you can't in one say in one space reject notions of it mm-hmm. and then at the same time be like oh why y'all don't come home why haven't you guys done this why because mm-hmm. like it's you been, didn't give us that you didn't give us the space to yeah you didn't give it the space to and it's like i've been in so many situations where i feel like people try to somewhat shame me even people that's like bitch we grew up together get your goofy ass you try to act like because you start fucking a nigerian man you now know nigeria more than me it's mm-hmm. like 
We all know. Yeah. We all grew up together. Yeah. So don't now try to make it seem like, oh, you don't know this. What's going on with you? You don't understand the yeah. culture. So on and so forth. You're you you this. You this and the other. I felt that a lot too when um when I first moved to Baltimore because mm-hmm. like clearly now I'm the first. This is the first time I'm removed for any Nigerian people that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't have the same access to it. Mm-hmm. And then when I would come home to visit. All y'all would be like, oh, y'all don't know this, y'all don't know this, y'all don't know this. I'd be like, well, teach me, ho. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, oh, you know, we can't, da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. it would just be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. now I'm being shunned from my own peers that I grew up with, that we mm-hmm. all did Nigerian shit together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I don't know where to fit in anymore. Yeah. Like, that. that's what it would be. That's what it was like. That's when I felt like I was a shift where I was like, oh, I became more like, yeah. whatever. Because it's like, my own people rejected me. And I, I think what I'm learning now that I've learned is that you have to find community within yourself. And it's like community isn't self. That's not what makes a community. It's not self. <laughs> it's not one person. But for me, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and you, we didn't even speak Yoruba like that. We were in high school. We kind of did. We did. We tried. Yeah. But we don't speak Yoruba like that. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about Yoruba, Nigerian stuff is maybe podcast. Oh, this will go in Nigeria. But we don't talk about Nigerian stuff. So I don't have anyone to really relate with, you know. Maybe when Missy comes. And even now, Missy's my sister is younger. I'm nine years older than her. So the mm-hmm. stuff, she'd be like, did you see this? I'm like, girl, I was, um, rem- I was in America when this shit happened. I don't yeah. know what this is. You know, so it's also that. So for me, I also feel in the sense of I don't have any solid Nigerian community at all that I could say I rely on that mm-hmm. I could be like okay my child like oh this is my child's you know like I could be like okay my child goes to this person's house oh my god you understand you mm-hmm. I you only rely on my mom whenever she, and she doesn't live in the same state whenever she comes you know what I'm saying and that freaking sucks too so I, I definitely it's kind of like, it's like it's the same story but just on different ends you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying so I definitely get it but it's just one of those like I'm learning like if you, if I want to be your best fuck. I'm. I have to do that research. But you know what I'm so here's the thing. I feel like you've rejected my Yorubaness more lately. Okay, in what sense? Like you know, before we just used to like try. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But now you'd be like, no. You know, I don't. You do reject it a little bit more now. Give me an me. example where like, I say no. Where it's like. Where before I feel like we used to try to practice your about uh-huh. we would practice. Now you be like, you're not saying it right. You're not doing it. It's I did not, not say you don't yes, say you it. Do. That's your lie. But that's I the do. thing, though, Dami. You don't take. Not, can I say no, something? I'm trying to. Tell you, it's not okay. that I, not, I don't take correction. You literally just be like, mm, I know. Like before, you used to even be like, oh, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Now you just be like, no, I don't know what you're saying. I'm like, this bitch, no, I'm no, trying to no, say this. No, no, because if I don't know what you're saying, I, I'm not finna fake with you. I don't fake. I'm not. A, that's one thing I'm mm-hmm. gonna fake. If I don't what you're saying, I'd be like. Even when you type stuff that's English, I'd be like, this typo, I don't know what you're saying. Because I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. So I'm never going to be like, I don't know. What, if I don't know what you're saying, you're about, bitch, I don't know what the fuck you were saying in your about. Because mm-hmm. again, as I said, my Yoruba has decreased tremendously. Seriously. Because I'm starting to, I just did it right now. When we're talking before the podcast, I'm like, damn, our Yoruba is not even smooth. Mm-hmm. So like, no, I'm not rejecting you. Because like, we just, I think it's just, honestly, I feel like it's on both ends. We don't practice, we don't practice it together as we used to. We don't mm-hmm. sit as we used to. So it's not like, I'm like, I'm trying to shun you. Why am I trying to shun you? When I have a child, I'm trying to speak you about to. You know what I'm saying? I'm intentionally trying to speak you about to. I'm not trying to shun you at all. It's just that we just don't speak it. We just don't anymore. I feel like when we're younger, I feel like when we were more interested, we listen to more Nigerian music. Bitch, I don't know the new Nigerian artists. I can't tell you what their names. That's the Nigerian artists these days but don't ba- be Nigerian but back artists then, like that. Yeah. But, but back then, but they still do be no, Nigerian artists. They, be like, they, they do be Nigerian artists. It's not that I'm not saying they don't be Nigerian artists. I'm saying like it just be a little. The like, interest is different. Yeah. Back then we were really into like oh the new music, the new whatever. Now I'd be like damn I don't know, I don't who's on my leg. I can't tell you what his face looked like. 
I really cannot. If not because Kulosa was that a big, big, big hit, I cannot tell you what his face looked like. I don't even know what his name is. That's saying Kulosa. You know what I'm saying? Besides mm-hmm. Bonaboy, Boy, so it's not like I'm intentionally trying to shun you, but it's maybe it's more of like me. I don't, I'm not even connected with it anymore. Mm. So it's more of a personal thing. But I, you ain't never speaking around me saying I'm finna be like, nah. For me, actually, with you, I intentionally be, I intentionally not even try to say stuff because I'm like, I don't want you to feel offended because I know your history of people bring you down. So even when you say stuff, you're bringing me incorrectly, I don't even correct you. I was like, oh, and I, I try to say after you, but I, I don't be like, no, that's not how you say it. This is how you say it. Bitch, I never did. Never. Because that's one thing I'm like, I'm conscious with doing with you. Because I know how that is with is with me too. Because I don't speak your about fluently. I really don't. I mean, speak it better than you, but I don't speak it best. No. At all. But if so, I apologize. Because you never know how you make people feel. So if I make you feel so. At the same time, call me out on shit. Let me know, bitch. Let me tell me on the podcast that I be like, what the fuck? Call me. Let me know, like, damn, Erica, you bogus. You trying to make me feel like I'm not Nigerian? Because the same way you be saying with like some Chicago topics that I be like, damn, bitch. So you think I'm not finna get it? And I, I tell you that at the moment, you be like, nah, it's not that. But mine, I'm like, yeah, bitch, she don't think I finna no, get no, it. No, 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 it be nah, some stuff. With it, with, here's the thing with the Chicago topics. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. It be like, like, what's the thing? Because it'd be some stuff that I'm like, oh, she clearly wasn't here during that era. So it's like, like, but I have brought, it's not like not I've not never talked I about. just said because no, I wasn't no, no. here. Mm. No, like for like, I did used to be like, oh, with B2K, da, 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 and you'd be like, bitch, I, don't, I wasn't here during that. I don't know how big that was. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, true, sure. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's true. You weren't here during that time. I'd be forgetting like, oh, you weren't here during like, because remember when I went to go to the Millennium Tour, I was thirsty, like, oh, let's go to the Millennium Tour. And you're like, bitch, I don't like them niggas like that. I ain't go to the Millennium Tour. So I was like, okay, cool. The other Chicago, it don't even be but no I'm deep talking about Chicago shit. Stuff, it sound, it started to be like, oh, maybe it's a Chicago rapper. It's, I remember vividly regarding like podcasts. it don't be no Chicago rappers I, I, I know. I, I, I be like, you be like, Let's, oh, Drill, whatever. I be like, mm, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm like, you I can talk Chicago about it, but if like you that, yeah. then you be like, oh, I don't really know about it. But I'm like, That's go ahead and talk about it too. I'm like, I'm not I, gonna I'm, take it I'm away not, from I'm you. I'm not the Chicago historian. I follow the Chicago historian on Instagram. I'm not the Chicago historian. So it don't be it don't be no deep Chicago shit. I tell you, the only Chicago rappers I know is the same Chicago rappers you all know. Polo G, Dirk. I barely know who Polo G is. You know, I don't listen to Polo G. I just know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, well, I know the same people that you guys know, and I feel like part of it's just like age. We just not current. It's not even like with the Nigerian music thing. It's not that we don't connect to it. It's just that we just are older and we're just naturally not, not current. current. But because we used to hear it. Going out, yes. That's when we be being ASC. Oh, they're gonna do a new dance. That's when we be mm-hmm. hearing new ass song. Or you go to the club. That's oh, what I'm saying. Like yeah, you, it takes you have to be real. Now as an adult, you have to be really intentional. That's what I'm learning because I'm not in the spaces anymore. I'm not in the group ASC, African Student Council, whatever. I'm just like, okay, now I have to be really intentional to really try and learn this stuff because the majority of people I'm around, they're Americans. There are black Americans, yeah. you know, whether it's white Americans. They're Americans. They are not Nigerians. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the culture has been cut like cocaine. Okay. It's crack now. It's not pure cocaine. Okay. Like, for example, the other day, I was in my mom's house, and I found all these Niger DVDs. They do not make Nigerian movies like that at all mm-hmm. anymore. And that was part of it. Like, Nigerian movies be so... Like... On Netflix, the, it's too westernized. It's too it's corny. On YouTube, it's not complete. Like, for growing up, Nigerian movie, that was your Sunday. Because, first of all, one movie is three discs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, you're going to watch a four-hour movie because it's disc after disc after disc. Mm-hmm. They don't make movies like that anymore. So, there's not a interest. There's not a connection. Even when they speak the Yoruba on Yoruba film, mm-hmm. it don't be like 
good you're about. It'd be a lot of slang you're about, mm-hmm. a lot of choppy, choppy, like, type of shit. So it's like, just because we're now commercialized. I think that's yeah. something that we have to acknowledge, Absolutely. too. It's like, we're commercialized culture now. Like, Jamaicans were commercialized. Indians were commercialized. It steps on the culture. So it's like, we can't even... In engaging it the same way. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like, yeah, Nigerian artists are coming out, but half these Nigerian artists that we know are half fucking westernized. Okay. Tim's is making music with Future. Whiskey is making music with Chris Brown. DeVito made music with Which is with why I love Ashake. Exactly. Ashake is like the, the newer artist that's like come out and been like, no, you I'm really. I'm your best. Yeah. Like, I'm your best. Hell, and I love that. that he did an interview. Who did he do an interview? Was it Jimmy Fallon? He did an interview mm-hmm. with one of those, one of those, um, I forgot who did it, one of those talk shows um, hosts. And you could, he- you could hear your back sense. Because your back sense is thick too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like when Whiskey and them or, or Bonner Boy, you can tell they are forming accent. When I say forming accent, they are making up accent to sound westernized. Yeah. The British accent. Oh, you know that mix of British and American accent that Nigerians have? They want to say in it, but they're saying wanna gonna. It's like, gee, pick one. You gonna say in it or wanna gonna? Pick one. They do be saying in it. That shit is You know what I'm saying? You get me, but you want to say wanna gonna, yeah. what's up? But it's like, you say, well, get me. Which one am I supposed to get? I don't get which one. I don't, I'm don't. i confused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's what a lot of those artists did at that time, just trying to... And I don't blame them as well because they feel like, okay, that's the way people could understand them more and be more intent in, international. But I think we should just more be... So, like, bitch, you call me out, so I guess let's just be more intentional. You you, you as well be more intentional. And you, you know, don't... You, you, you too, you be... I stopped speaking your but I ain't gonna stop. I did stop, you and know? After, and if you really want to learn it too, after a while you can't... After a while you have to like, all right, people gonna make fun of me. It is what it is. I think I stopped caring to learn after a certain point. Okay, if you don't learn it. No, 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 but care, I, that's a different story. No, no, no. I think there was like a phase where I'm just like, I don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, well, I don't care yeah. no more. Like, I understand. Well, it is what it is. But, um... You know what? Recently, what reignited it is like I have students that are Nigerian. Oh, really? I have a lot of Nigerian. Yeah, I have Nigerian students. A lot of them. Okay, and they be so excited to know they I'm see your Nigerian. Last name. Can you yeah. imagine? They be so excited. Like I'd be like, "Hey, you like I have a, a kid, Sultan." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I was like Sultan, you're Nigerian now. What's going on?" He's okay. like, "He's like you Nigerian." I have a student till today that I taught in Baltimore that was Nigerian. He still called me auntie. Like you he messaged see? me or whatever, and we still talk. And he was like, he was like you. Like, he just came recently, mm-hmm. and he was so excited. Like, ah, I have a Nigerian teacher, this, is any other. So we would even connect just on the littlest things, just be like, connect small. You know, absolutely. Just, just to be something. So I was just like, oh, I guess I'm a pillar in the community. Well, absolutely, because I think I mentioned the the Bigger Than Africa um, documentary that I saw on Netflix. I, even, I watched it recently again with a client. Um, that I'm just like, even just the concept of being Yoruba and how there is... Yoruba culture in Trinidad, in Tobacco, in Cuba, in Brazil, and they speak Yoruba. Now, obviously, I hear them speak it. It's not the same dialect. Mm-hmm. It's not the same tonation. But I'm not like, they ain't speaking Yoruba real because obviously it's not going to be, you know, they're not in the land. But the fact that they're singing their songs of when their ancestors were slaves, praying to be freed and praying to be God and being brought to another land, and the Yoruba culture is too heavy. Girl, I feel like that's powerful. That, that is powerful, you know? So I think at a, at a certain point, at least for me, I'm just like, I'm letting go of like, I was made just of seriously in Nigeria and here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm just like, it is what it is. I want to learn it from me, whether you like it or not. Even today, my mom was like, when she came, she was like, ah, your body is not as good. 
I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, so speak it. I was like, speak it more. You know, she was saying one your bad proverb the other day. I'm like, can you repeat it again? Repeat it so I can say it after you. Mm. Because I want to know it. And don't make fun of me. Because you make fun of me, I'm like, okay, you make, now, when you make fun of me now, I'm going to be like, okay, so how am I supposed to learn this if you make fun of me? That's how? Me. How? Because it doesn't feel good. It makes you want to like, shut up and be quiet. Like, I should tell I'm like, you have to pick one. Either you want me to be, uh, okay. accept the culture or so, you don't. So you got to put, now I'm learning, like, I got to put it back in there. I'm like, the late, well, my cousin, I was like, I'm going to slap you. Girl, I was offended. Because I'm just like, I'm t- and, this, and this was last year. This was recent. I'm not that's one, too extreme. But this was, and you know, that's how Nigeria talks yeah. Like, obviously, she ain't finna slap me because, girl, you in Nigeria. How? How? <laughs> okay, but just like, but I kept saying, I kept speaking it. Okay, I kept asking the question in Yoruba. You like it or not, I'll keep saying it, you know? And it's tough, but it's just one of those, like, I guess for me, not having a son is one of the things that, you know, makes me. Before, I was like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now having a son, it makes me more proactive and trying. And just for myself, because the more I realize in this American culture, you really lose yourself. And, Honestly, I think the older I get, the more I am. Not that I was always exposed to African-Americans. But the more I see how they are so lost. You know, and this is not no to demean anyone. But when you see a lot of African-Americans, they are lost. And that's because they don't have a sense of patriarchy. It's not to America. They don't have a sense of self. Every Nigerian, African you see that come, whatever age they come. Even you, you can't, you stay with pride you're Nigerian. You stay with pride that you're African. Americans can't say that. Black Americans can't say that. They have no language. Strip it from their language. Strip their like their culture, their religion, their names. As Nigerians, our names are major to us. Our religion is major. Whether mm. you're Muslim, Christian, or traditional, whatever you're doing, it's major to us. You know what I'm saying? Your lineage is what state are you from? It's major to you. You know you're from Kwara State. No matter what, you know you have a home there. No matter what, you know what I'm saying? Americans don't have that. So for me, I'm just like, ha, me that have that. Why lose it in this country? God forbid. I'm not going to lose it. It's yeah. hard. No, but, but it's like, I, I see myself losing it. Really? Mm. And then with my son's dad's side as being American, I see myself, and they'd be like, oh, you're Nigerian. So I found myself constantly like, well, Nigerians don't stink. <laughs> Africans, mm. African is not must. Africa is not musty. Every part of Africa you see is not this and that. There's luxury. I, like, I found myself constantly trying to educate them and that was like my entire and, and prove to them like yeah <laughs> but i don't fault them because they don't yeah. know better they don't they know so i'm just like me that i know better i have to do my homework so i feel like Nigerians are there do your homework at this point especially when you get to a certain age there's no more excuse like those excuses were valid but a certain age is not valid anymore if you really want it good if you don't then it's okay let's say you don't want it anymore you know but if you truly want it at a, at a certain point now you have the autonomy to make the decision to do your research and do what you want to do you know what i'm saying now you can't blame anyone anymore those impact the, those things does impact you but if you want to do it, you got to do it and that's something i'm learning doesn't mean you're gonna be perfect doesn't mean you're gonna learn to share all oh, hell no you're not you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but even me i'm like i want to go to different african countries even i go to nigeria yeah. let me go to the village i've not let me do tourism in nigeria mm-hmm. let me go to the museums in nigeria yeah, I've never the landmarks done where they say shongo was or shun all these goddesses that these american people are worshiping let what are they how do how do these american people know more about the goddesses of my own my own yoruba culture than i do can you say something about Oshun? Oh, no, river, no. goddess of river. We can't because you know we've just shunned it so much, you know. And I'm just like, that's fucked up. Mm-mm. I'm not saying I'm finna worship no deity or goddess. I was gonna say no. I think that for me it wasn't that it was shunned. But just to I think there know. was a, there was a fear of deity. Of course, but that's that's the impact of the religion of Islamic Christianity mm-hmm. that has put on us. Like, yeah. if you're not Christian or Muslim, 
they are worshiping evil. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like that's the truth, though. No, I don't. I don't feel that. I really don't feel that because you could be a Christian, Islam, a Muslim, but be evil in your heart and do harm to people. Like the fuck, you know. So my my point is that you know it is definitely our duty as Africans to try to remain as in touch with with our culture as possible. It really is a privilege that we can say that we are Nigerians. That mm-hmm. you could say you have a Nigerian home. That you could, what's your Riki? You know what's your Riki? Um, Ajoka. Okay. The meaning of Riki is your lineage. When people, you know, the the whole thing of lineage is to stay back. It's it's a certain. It's like a, it's poetry, of your homeland, of your village. And they say, Omo, what you say, Ajoke? Mm. Ajoke, Omo, whatever, Omo, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm telling you, when you hear people even pray, that's when the people praise you. That's what artists like, um, what's his name? K1 Ultimate. You said who? K1. Oh, Ainde. Oh. The music, you know, when you listen to their music, they're praising people. It's like, oh, Tunde, Omo, whatever, mm. whatever. That's what it is. It's praise. It's people saying people's lineage. It, it's nothing like knowing where you're from. Yeah. No matter how Americanized you are, you still feel a longing like you're Nigerian, even though you grew up in America. You know what I'm saying? So that longing is your country calling you. It's your country forever being attached to you. You could be 70, 80 years old. You have grandkids. You, f- I bet you can. You may not be able to speak your body. You finna tell your kids that you're Nigerian. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, yeah. You know, so my, you know, like you always gonna have that longing because your country. It's not away from you. So I, it's a privilege that we could even have this conversation and say we migrated. And I, I pray that we're able to, you know, that we're, we're able to go more, go to our countries back, you know, more, a little bit more. I haven't been like in 10 years. I haven't mm-hmm. been in 10. And I feel like, damn, that's fucked up that I've not been in 10 years. But because it's just expensive and you know, but I still should go to now. I have a son. I'm like, ah, my son has to know that he's Nigerian. Fair on me. Ha! He must know that he's Nigerian. What the fuck? Like he has to know. I hope he be with a Nigerian woman too. <laughs> I hope he have kids that name the Nigerian name. So like, come on. Like he got to know, like we cannot, we can't lose it. G. It's too much of us that we can't lose it. But that was my point. I think my last question is, are you happy that you migrated to the States? I ain't have a choice. <laughs> it's not like, no, seriously. It's not like I ain't have a choice. I ain't, it wasn't like I planned it or, you know, I had an option. And honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know any other other reality of of migration or being here or anything like that. I just feel like um there, you know, it, it it's just kind of like having a duality and understanding and like for me, I really feel like I am cross culture because just as passionate as I am about being Nigerian is the same passion I do feel about being from Chicago. Because it's like, my whole childhood was here. My whole upbringing. I went to college here. Like, it is my home in the same fashion, in the same way. So, like, I think for for me, there is, like, a trying to understand and trying to balance both sides. Um, and just trying to feel, like, accepted in both sides. Trying to understand where it's, like, there are certain things where um, my black culture like, my black culture completely lacks because it's, like, I'm the origin of black culture. Like, there's some shit that is, like, my mom, my family will never understand that. That's some shit that I understand because I took, because I was a minor in African-American history. Because I've been in spaces, because I've I've had those conversations. Likewise, there's a lot of parts of me about being Nigerian that's, like, you know, I can't explain to everybody it just is what it is so like for me i think it's just it's really trying to find the 
balance and really trying to find like, okay, how does how how am I cross cultured and and also just kind of like reclaiming my own Nigerian pride because I feel like for so long I felt like I couldn't fully claim being Nigerian because people made me feel like I couldn't. Like, okay, you know, there's a part of me that's disassociated from it. Um, in Nigerian spaces, anyway. You know, like, in non-Nigerian spaces, it's like, I'm Nigerian. I'm the Nigerian in the room. But in Nigerian spaces, I felt, like, completely dissociated because it's like, I wasn't received. And, that, and that's in a lot of ways, right? Even for me being born in Portugal, there was always that conversation of, like, she the one that wasn't even born in Nigeria. And then coming to America and being... Nigerian being with other Nigerians is like, oh, you ain't grow up in Nigeria. You like people didn't receive that I was an immigrant. They were just kind of like, oh, you American or you're Americanized. That's that phrase even irritates me. Americanized. That phrase irritates me to my soul because it's like, what the fuck does that mean? You've been Americanized. Like this is literally where I grew up. Ain't no anizing to it. This is just <laughs> the 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 reality of how um, my experience is. But I do think that, like, I do think that I've been trying to be a little bit more intentional. Like, I do be trying to, in the privacy of my own home, I'll try to, like, watch more Nigerian movies. I'll try to speak to the TV. And I'll be on Clubhouse. It'd be these Yoruba rooms. Oh, you used to be on Clubhouse? Every so often. I've, you know, it's completely died down from the hype of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But they still, every so often, have, like, these Niger rooms where you be in these rooms and everybody's speaking. Like, the whole point is, like, you can't speak English in the mm-hmm. room. Everybody got to speak Yoruba. That's nice, though. So, it's like, I'll try and be in it. And me and another one of my friends, I won't disclose his name on the, on the podcast. I'll tell you outside the podcast. It's one of our friends we went to high school with. Me and him have talked about it. Like, yo, we really trying our hardest to connect because it's like, damn, G, like, nobody put this in us or I did this for us. So I think like for me, my immigrant experience has been one of like trying to find my full sense of belonging. I've always felt like bicultural, mm-hmm. you know, like, damn, I just created a term. I've always <laughs> felt bicultural and like, I, I completely relate to both sides of that culture. Like I've always felt like fully and thoroughly African-American. I think that's, and not even I think, I know that's why we named the podcast Cross Culture. To yes. create a safe space for individuals like us. To acknowledge that you're Nigerian American, I'm Nigerian American. It may be, in, it's, there are different experiences, obviously, but you're a Chicago American, you I'm also Chicagoan, but it's also different experiences. You know, it's to create to a, a safe space for individuals like us, whether you're a Ghanaian American, whatever, if you're a brown American, you, you live in two different cultures and trying to assimilate and like how that becomes into one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? If it does become into one at all, but how it is by yeah. and whatever, you know, and whatever notion that is. So that's why we created the podcast. I'm just like, when you said, like, I'd be trying to shine you. I'm just like, bitch, girl, uh, no. At least not intentionally, you know. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I think um, for me, am I happy that I moved to the States? Um, for me, it also wasn't my decision. You know what I mean? I didn't decide, like, I was going to move out of state in the, to the States when I did. Um, since now I do wonder, like, how would my life have been if I was there? But also because I know the hardships that I have of my that my family members are going through in Nigeria, some friends that are going through in Nigeria, um, 
I'm just like, well, maybe I, you know, I'm thankful that I'm also here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That there's a reason why a lot of us do come here, that we flee to, whether it's via refugee war or just we just come into another country. There's a reason why we do. And it's to find better education, better mm-hmm. lifestyle, better opportunity, better life in general, you know? So I'm thankful for it as well. But I do want to, like, oh, how would I be if I did grow up there? Like, well, you know. In well, Nigeria, yeah. Yeah, well, well, what profession would I be doing? Well, who would I be? What my personality would be, you know? But that's, you know, but, you know, we're here for a reason. I believe that, you know, it let us also have this podcast and mm. to, you know, um, create a self space, self space, and educate people and be share our experiences with people. Um, because there are also younger generations that are coming that are gonna experience the same thing. We're gonna have more kids. They're gonna experience similar things because no matter how you may feel like you may be Nigerian or not Nigerian or whatever, whatever, you know, you're gonna have a certain household for your kid where they they're gonna know they're Nigerian. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they're also going to feel cross-cultured as well. You know what I'm saying? Whether you were with a Nigerian mm. man or not a Nigerian man, they're going to be cross-cultured, you know? Um, so this is not just a now thing, but it really is a, f- it's a long-term thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just a movement. I, honestly, it really is a movement to be cross-cultured. It's not an easy thing. I think it takes really a, a strong mindset because that shit could fuck up your mentality, being cross-cultured. Yeah. You I, really I, could lose yourself. I damn near came to the... Um, acceptance that my kids are going to speak better Yoruba than me. Probably. Because I was like, my kids, I'm just like, I'm going to be more intentional with my kids. Like, yeah. I'll probably drop them with my brothers or... Oh, shit, or them or find out Yoruba... Because, you know, now they have, like, Yoruba teachers, too, online. I think about that, like, when he Is gets there, older... Oh, Yoruba teachers online? Yes! I ain't never seen shit. Girl, yeah, I be saying it. Like, on YouTube, on, on Instagram, you could hire a Yoruba teacher and they, like, maybe every Monday... They teach your your child like I would do it like how to say like you know what Monday to Sunday is in your about like What's Monday to Sunday what's Monday even um, I never knew this day of the week in your there's some see now your about is like that's another thing won't be speaking your English your we do like Yoruba. how Spanglish we yeah, speak we do that a lot it's you know a what lot saying? even like with parents because I'm like I've never heard mm-hmm. the days of the week in your about yeah I, I play a cartoon so kids TV so kids TV is a really good um um YouTube channel for your about for kids and family watches it and even the alphabets I B D like I learned yeah, it from B, there your about doesn't have C B, don't we don't know. have X in our language as well. I don't, I don't, we don't have Z either in our mm-hmm. language. We don't have 26 alphabets. I yeah. think ours is like 23 or so or 22. Um, so all that, I'm like, oh, I'm even learning this stuff, things all over again. So mm-hmm. I'm like, when he gets older, the same way, like I want to learn other language, people get like, oh, a French teacher or whatever. The same way I'm like, I'll probably get him a Yoruba teacher. It's, it's going to be somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Like Yoruba is not going to die. Whether it's online, he going to learn the shit. He going to learn it. But yeah, so it's possible that our kids will learn it better. Um, any final tips, any last things you want to add about being cross-cultured and immigration story that you want us to know about? Um, I would say, um, you know, for everybody out there that is struggling to figure themselves out both, um, with, with being multicultural, um, and that's in any sense of the word, just understand that with you being who you are, you are part of your culture. You may mm-hmm. be a different face of it or a different representation, but you are part of your culture. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and my quote for the week um, is basically simple. Um, and I ain't see this from nowhere, but this is just my own personal quote is just try and stay in tune with your culture. No matter what, no matter the hardships you may face. 
the embarrassing comments, the jests or the jokes. Stay in tune because it's part of who you are. You know, don't lose it because this world is going to a different place. We never know. You know, girl, you were told the Chinese people are learning Igbo and Yoruba. Mm. Can you imagine? I feel offended by that, quite frankly. Because I'm like, how dare you? How dare you be learning my language in your country and teaching five-year-olds? For what reason? Because they don't be telling them, you sound Igbo. They be, you sound... But that's because they trying to take over our country. Yeah. Let's be real. No, for real. So fact, those 100%. Chinese kids, five, six-year-olds, they speaking our, our language more fluently than we do. When you know the language of the land, that's it. You know the language of the people, that's it. If we go to Mexico, Mexico and we speak f- f- uh, Spanish, you don't think they'll be like, whoa, senorita. I, sp- I spoke Spanish one time at a, um, in Baltimore to some Spanish man, and he was like, oh, you you like it Honduras, you yes. whatever. You, you Honduras, like, you Dominican, what are you? I was like, nah, bro, I'm just black. But it makes people like, whoa, it makes people gravitate yeah, too much towards does. you. So if Chinese people now go to Nigeria, they can speak your back. It's over with. Yeah, people going to do business. They're going to feel comfortable. Yes, they already do with that, so it's over with. And then we never speak in our own language. Come on, people. Let's please. The, Yoruba, the language is the, law, the language of the land. It's the law of the land. Let's learn our language one way or the other. All right. The same way we put into learning grammar and English. Let's put into Yoruba. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning to Cross Culture. And this is... Cross Culture. <laughs> Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes me comfortable to a Hey, it is Erica Mona. It's Damiel, and this is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start?